What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the 20th episode of the Gamut of Solomon podcast. It has been a few days over five months, and I truly appreciate all of you who have supported me thus far. By this time, you may be curious with where I got the name of my podcast and why it took 20 episodes to find out, the Gamut of Solomon. A gamut is a complete range or scope of something. Whenever I had a question growing up, I would seek out different types of answers I could get and from different people. I wanted various perspectives. If it was a religious question, which most of the time it was growing up around different faiths, I wouldn't just ask a rabbi, but I get a Catholic perspective, a non-religious perspective, and more. In short, a 360 degree view to really make a conscious decision about my own belief. It is now my pleasure to be able to record and share these questions and conversations with people doing things in and of itself and not as a means to an end. If you are just now tuning into the show, today is your lucky day, as you will hear some key takeaways from my gamut of guests. I recently heard the Lollipop Conversation TED Talk about leadership, and the speaker Drew Dudley asked the crowd, how many of you have a a lollipop moment, a moment where someone said something or did something that you feel made your life fundamentally better? And how many of us have told that person that they did it? Without further ado, here are 19 gifts to fill up your week from people who have made my life better by something they have said or something they have did. What's uh, one lesson you would leave, you would, like for your uh, legend in a sense, for everybody to, uh, there's one thing you could help others to live by. I think that never let society dictate what you can or cannot do uh, and also like some people think like religion takes you away from from happiness but I think it just shows you it brings you true happiness it doesn't take you away from your dreams it just shows you how to reach your dreams in a more meaningful way you know and uh, transcendence is the key to, to happiness I would say transcendence in which it's everything overcoming just the way the world is built right now is like by overcoming challenges, you reach true happiness. Hard work, you know? Like being able to look at it in a positive perspective? Yeah, be positive, be optimistic, overcome challenges, better yourself, refine yourself, have a relationship with God, focus your energy on the important things in life, and you'll be really happy, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, I never got caught up in like the glitz and the glamour and basketball comes with none of that was ever important to me so yeah happy with that nice yeah well thanks I won't take up yeah. too much time yeah. so the idea of that a name is meaningful there's a fascinating teaching in the Talmud that tells us that uh, when parents name their children it is uh, considered a tiny prophecy yeah okay so which is which is an amazing thing which is meaning to say that all of us, uh, when we become parents, no matter who we are, uh, when we pick that name for our child, there is a little bit of prophecy that is happening through us. We don't even realize it, but of course we're making our conscious choice. We're choosing this or that, but there is something that influences it uh, subconsciously, and that's what the sages were speaking about. And and so our name is. Well, now, why, why, this, why is a little bit of prophecy necessary? Because 
that same teaching is basically saying that your name is not something random, but it actually is sort of the placeholder or the the, the, the case, in ca the, the, in the encasement, the way, yeah. whatever you want to call it, for your soul, uh, for your soul's attachment to your body. And it's not just about the athletic side of this. It's like being around somebody who's going to push you, pushing yourself to higher uh, depths that you, that you didn't even know you could do. Um, I had some great people who led me to become the person that I am. Um, you just don't become, uh, you know, a mentor to other people unless somebody mentored you, yeah. in, in my opinion. So um, the reason why I do what I do is because of some great people who took the time out to see me as a person and not just as an athlete. Yeah. Reminds me of bad uh, advice I was told, that you can do something all on your own. It's BS. Always find help, the right help. Be good at finding the right help, finding the right people that want to help you. Not for selfish reasons, but because it's the right thing to do. On episode 5, Gratitude in All Situations, I simply name different things around me that I can be grateful for. Because, quote by Vishen Lakhiani, when you express gratitude for beautiful moments in life, you open the way for these moments to repeat themselves and to grow in their terms of magnitude. Sometimes if you just ask, if you take the time to ask, and again, ask the reason behind the reason and why is that, ask a follow. A very good thing that I emphasize with my students is ask follow-up questions. Ask a question always. When they tell you a reason, well, why is that? Do you mind me asking, where are you coming from? Mm -hmm. Well, how come are you experiencing that? So I can understand your perspective. Mm -hmm. By asking a follow-up question as part of our everyday conversations. In class you're talking about? In class, but yeah. also in everyday conversations. Like, let's say... I can see why it, uh -huh. it, it can be hard, though. Because, you know, in like a class full of 30 kids, a lot of people, you know, at least in my experience yes. with high school, and college, high school and college, you know, people have quite, we, ha we have questions, but we don't ask it because we know that another kid wants to get out of class or we build up okay. all these different kind of. Okay. So in that way, I will say you're being too nice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you always need to ask. And equally important. Uh, well, I think I was the one asking. Oh uh, so well, many you questions. were always <laughs> asking, so I loved it. I loved it because I. You should also always welcome questions because questions means it's an opportunity to address that concern. Mm -hmm. So if people are not, and also that people are paying attention to you, if people, if you're doing a lecture, if you're doing a sales, if you're pitching a project, and people aren't asking you questions or they're not giving you objections or they're not saying anything, they're probably you're not connecting. Maybe you haven't hit the nerve yet, so they're just being very passive. Yeah. So you don't even know if you're going to be able to close that meeting in a way that you wanted to. So you want, you want to welcome questions. You want to welcome objections. You want to welcome a dialogue. A dialogue is healthy. It allows for a conversation with feedback to take place rather than me just sending information. Nice. So asking a follow-up question, asking questions, welcoming objections, making it a dialogue, and equally important, incorporating the other person's perspective into what you're trying to do, you know. I would like to make certain that every person that is listening to me remembers to focus on the things and um, operate through the gifts that are beyond themselves. I like to call them eternal gifts. Mm -hmm. The things we're always told to think on, things that are pure, things that are right, things that are just, joy, wisdom, love, true love. 
um, those things that those things that transcend position they exist beyond any type of physical opportunity or scenario that you could come up with you can't buy it the world didn't give it to you the world can't take it away it's um it's a spirit and um i'd like to encourage each and every person out there to follow after that that true spirit of love ultimately it all comes down it comes into love and one last thing if i could add to that um three words that i would encourage to use less when speaking on yourself and the things and the gifts that you're given and the opportunities that you're given are those three words are just only and trying when you say oh i'm just doing this mm. oh it's only that well i'm trying to get there whenever you do that you you create an expectation um not only do you create an expectation for someone else but even for yourself that you have now told a person oh if it's just this it shouldn't be taken so seriously but you've told yourself that as well and if you told yourself that you told yourself and the rest of the world that this is how you and whatever you're doing should be treated so i would encourage those listening to try their hardest not to ever diminish opportunities and gifts that they are given in life no matter how much of a meager beginning it may seem to be um i believe that i am who i am becoming and if that is the case if i if i am becoming let's say a multimillionaire then the 5 i have is a part of my multimillion dollar mm -hmm. empire That's so i can't talk about it right i can't talk about it like it's just 5 is if you own your actions you can create your experiences and you'll live a blessed life. Change very quickly. There was a, a point right before I got my cookbook deal that I almost just like I wasn't going to quit, but I was like ready to get a real job again because I like felt like my blog hadn't been growing and my boyfriend and I broke up and I turned 30 and I was like, eh, like what am I doing with my life? And everything seemed to be like not going well. And then literally a week later, I like got the cookbook offer. So like things can change very fast and kind of not not feel like stuck or, or stagnant just sometimes you need to like step away and then come back to your work if something's not working or like get re-inspired like i'm always you know getting inspired by going out to eat and traveling and like mm -hmm. reading different cooking magazines and stuff so like maybe just like stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something a little different than you normally were doing and that would yeah. kind of give you a new energy or or like reading some blogs you don't normally read or just doing something, you know, even just like Riding. trying a new workout and clearing your head. So I think like things change fast. So that's kind of a good thing to remember. Mm -hmm. it, that at the hardest points in my life gave me the most encouragement and hope. And I think um, without that, I would just be a very different person. That's that's where really where I pull a lot of my my faith. Really, I mean, I think faith is so so important. Hope is so so important. If you don't have those things, you're not going to be very happy. You're not going to be able to accomplish much to be honest with you so um definitely definitely the spirituality is, it was huge for me um, i ended up getting injured so i got injured um which was a, a whirlwind and a turning point and pivotal moment in my life to figure out what was next and how long it would take for me to get back and i mean i was out for about eight to nine months and try to make that run to get back out there and had a couple bites but at the time I was in my life, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense. And so 
God has spoke to me in that time and said, you know what, man, it's, it's been a good run, but it's time for you to move to the next phase of what I have for you. And it, I was able to walk away feeling at peace with it. Yeah. And I think once you get to that point in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm able to walk away. I have peace. I understand what I accomplished was great, but there's another level for you're me to here get for to. something more bigger. I, I, re- I realize that, man. And, and, and even to live our, live our lives like that. How do we live our lives in that zone of being consistent every day of our lives, again, to be the best versions of ourselves so we can impart into other people? Because you can't give what you don't have yourself. So I can't give any advice to somebody about being great, about being elite, about putting that work in on a consistent level if I haven't done it myself or if I'm not doing it myself. And so this program, it's made me a better person because it holds me accountable. It holds me accountable. That name, Kingdom Performance, it, it's powerful. I mean, I people say, oh, you should have named it Keith Spencer. I mean, you, you play pro. And I, I'm like, but it's so much bigger than me. I'm like, it's some, I, I can let me down every now and again. But I can't let the king down. I can't let the Lord down. I, I can't let the kingdom down. Yeah. I can't. So that name in itself, it puts pressure on me to be the best of, and, and bring my all every single day and not cut corners and to make sure everything that rolls out is at a high level. And to provide a high level service for everybody that comes to those doors. And so if we can be consistent in all that we do in our, fa- in our lives with our families and our jobs and our education, whatever we're called to do, whatever we are in that moment, be consistent, be great every day. You'll be surprised at how, world, how this world can shift in our favors. Awesome. Thank you very much. Man, thank it's you, man. It's been a pleasure seeing man, you. Man, I know I was rambling, man, but it was fun. I appreciate it, Solo. Yes, sir. Is that if you center your life around God first, everything else seems to fall into play, right? (laughs) It feels like whenever I'm in alignment with what I believe he wants for my life, I start to get into the state of flow. From a tactical perspective and career perspective, I say this, truly, as early on as you can in life, start to find the intersection of what you naturally do well, what you enjoy doing, and what helps other people. Because once you find that, you will never have to quote-unquote work for the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you, man. I really enjoy this. You're a terrific interviewer, Solomon. Really? I had a, an old boss that said gratitude is circuitry, like is the circuitry. And every time... Oh. I, I think about like I, I, I got, and I think about that more and more because when you are grateful, when you do kind of take stock, you're not being becoming complacent. I mean, there's an opportunity to, but the idea is that if you do really look at what you're doing and give yourself a nod, um, you, you need that. That's the, again, mm-hmm. that's the life line. Like you need a nod. You need that's flow. That's openness. That's gratitude. That's higher energy than looking at yourself and saying, "Oh, I didn't do this." That doesn't mean you don't want to do more. But if you start from a place of gratitude, I think you're starting from a higher energy that's more open and more loving. And then you're probably going to act on the next thing with more excitement than if you beat yourself up. You're already coming from this smaller place. Like, how much do you really want to play after that? Not much. Mm -hmm. Spiritual connection that Shabbat provides, that's the real core of what Shabbat is truly about. Spiritual connection. connection. It's something, if, if you think about it, something that we... We don't necessarily do, or we don't do it in a very deep way. But if, you, if you're not working, and you're not doing the things that normally fill your time, and you're not browsing the web, and you're not checking uh, your social not media. consuming and, everything, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not, so what, what remains is you have a big opening, 
and that opening allows a certain sunlight to shine through. That sunlight is your mm-hmm. soul, your family, and it's God. Yeah. In the body, because everybody on a daily basis, uh, naturally, n- we become numb to a lot of things. Yeah. And it's a self-defense mechanism, really. And it's just a level of awareness that we haven't reached to sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when you get a massage and I start working on an area, I can't tell you probably majority of everybody that I work on, especially their first time doing was getting a massage, they'll be like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that was sore, or I didn't know that yeah. hurt, or wow, what are you working on there? I didn't even know that was there. I, like, I didn't even know that muscle existed, right? <laughs> so um, it's just because I'm bringing awareness back to that area. Um, the body naturally wants to heal itself. And I'm just helping the body do what it already wants yeah. to do naturally. I'm getting rid of the things that are stopping it from healing itself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, just bringing that kind of awareness. Um, it, it's it's fascinating mm-hmm. that, you know, when the body has some kind of stress, it, it wants to release. And so it can go to a different part. And then it's it's crazy that we it can go kind of unnoticed mm-hmm. for some time or just push to the side that mm-hmm. a lot of just laugh a little bit. I think so many people take themselves so seriously and just, I think the gift of laughter and being friendly, it goes a long way, man. I mean, I think some people approach things in a very confrontational, aggressive manner. And it just, there's a time and a place when that is needed, but a lot of times, you know, just just smile, pass it on. You know, I think this world could use more people just trying to make somebody laugh or, Bring a smile to somebody's face. I would say, um, I gave a talk, by the way, the senior class a few years ago, and I gave them five things. One was, the first one was to buy an alarm clock. <laughs> because when you're, when you're in the real world, you have to be on time. <laughs> so, so that A real be, one, not the phone. No, Get the real, phone out of the room. A <laughs> real one that's not next to your bed, that you have to yeah. get up and turn on. But, no, one of the things I said was, um, record your grandparents. That's history. Have them talk about their childhood and stuff. I regret this. You know, I had an uncle who was in the Ukraine during the Russian Revolution. And he was a barber. I used to stop at his barbershop and he'd tell me what it was like to be there and the differences between the White Army and the Bolshevik Army and, and things. And it just was fascinating. And I, I regret so much I didn't sit down and record it. Yeah, I hope my dad's listening so he can finally let me record him. Yes, seriously, you should. I mean, you you need to have, and now we can do video recording, so, you know, that's even better to get this. But I I think that's, that's an essential uh, thing everyone should do is, is, is preserve that history and understand. I love it. History. And uh, another thing was to kind of, um, it takes a while, especially for liberal arts students, to find what you're really passionate about and to be able to continue doing that. And so to not give hope on that. To always... To not give hope up. Give up hope, okay. yeah, on that. To, to keep searching for that. And... You don't have to know now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, one thing it I may take on. a year or two. And then... To, and I have seen this countless numbers of times with students uh, from UD that, you know, it's like they graduate a physics degree, and then, whoa, they started their own company, you know, that's what they were good at. Um, One got his PhD from um, Harvard, and now he is a sports analytics analyst for Liverpool soccer. 
I mean, interesting. So he, he totally different, but he he, you know, he said he loves it. That was a passion. He was able to combine sports and things. So so it's just like you know, do that, and and you'll you'll flourish. Yeah, you don't have flourish. to you don't have to stay in that one thing. Right. One thing I'm working on. Yeah. So I, I think that's to to you know give yourself a break in this sense. Don't be so hard on yourself. It takes a while. We we tend to be real critical of ourselves, and you have to step away and look at yourself and say, okay, I'm not doing so bad. You know, I'm growing and progressing, and, and just uh, don't look at the bad things so much. Look at the good things. So that's another. It's part of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of raising consciousness. Yes, exactly. So, um, those would be a couple of the major things that I would state. Uh, thank you. What is the gift you gift you wish to share with everyone listening and in the world? Wow, <laughs> that's difficult. Um, I mean, you kind of you touched on a bunch of few great points with the pieces of advice this I would say I think you should always listen to everyone because you can learn something from even people you don't think you could in the strangest circumstances I mean if you're observant and listen to people when they're speaking with you 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 can get insights into life I think that you never thought were possible Air that and help people like learn different options of healing like sharing that education in the world um and then the second thing is uh i really really want to help all of these amazing health coaches and wellness practitioners to help them be found um as far as like launching their business with the marketing of their business and helping them get more clients so yeah. they do more of their work. You've got to be committed to doing the work, even if it's not the work that you want to do in this moment, because you know that'll get you to where you want to go, you know? Um, you know? So, Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's being about committed to, committed to the journey and the journey is going to take you to some dirty places and it's going to take you through the mud, but then you're going to learn how to walk through the mud and, you know, like, uh, so that's one of the, the, I, the things I'm most grateful for is at 26, I decided to start living my life for me and I started, decided to start facing all my fears. And this is what I, this is how I gauge it today is like, if I fear something, if I'm afraid of something and I see it, that's exactly where I need to move towards because I'm committed to eliminating all fear in my life or changing the relationship with it. You know, there's always going to be fear. There's always going to be fear, but fear doesn't need to stop you from taking action. You just need to change your relationship with fear. And so if or I'm afraid a person, of something, or if a person invokes a fear in you. Yeah. What is that? You have to inquire. You've got to go deeper. Interesting. Well, I know you, uh, you have to start get, uh, going and I would really love to do this again. Wow. This was awesome. Um, what's, what's the gift you wish to share with the world? Um, 
my gift that, uh, to, sh to share with the world is, uh, you know, I'm here to help the world heal, you know, one conversation at a time is what, is what I say, you know, and, uh, I, I, I believe, and I get so lit up by one-on-one -on -one conversation with people, passionate conversation. And I see the possibility coming back into people's eyes. I see their eyes light up with the possibility of living again, you know, of, of believing again you know of remembering the dreams they had when they were younger that were beat out of them as adults um, so my gift is to be an example to show people the possibility of so much more than you yourself believes because i've been there you know i used to play small um, i still have to you know slap myself out of my own thinking to to, um, to remind myself that I can have and be and do and serve so much more than, than I uh, think I can at this very moment, you know, and it shows up constantly in your life to remind you, you know, um, That's so. I really, because I am really passionate about this project, I really think our gift in this is giving people, giving people back their time, their bodies, their connections, you know, just really giving people the power, back the power over their lives. These devices have addicted us. I mean, they've been, the developers of these devices say that they have created these in a way to addict us. Yeah. Um, and so this is giving us the power to take our lives back. And so I feel like we're really doing that, that we really are, by encouraging people to be mindful about their use, we're really making um, a change in society. Um, so I think that's what we're giving back and certainly, you know, also giving back to the, the ritual, the tradition of Shabbat, you know, we're giving that back to the people in that it's a way that more people who had never thought they would do Shabbat can do Shabbat. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to these wonderful gifts, which I hope have brought you some great value. We are 20 episodes in with many, many more guests to come and gifts to pour over this world. And don't forget, if you have enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor Podcast, share this episode, and let me know. I'm always looking for new topics to talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to you all. For more updates, check out SolomonEzra.com. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A.com.